This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Greetings, weary travelers, come, warm yourself by the fire, and let us regale you with mighty tales, tales of adventure, tales of heroism, and of course, tales of Tamriel, brought to you by the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages. I am your host, Arkanir Silvershield, can't even say my own name now, um, and I'm joined by a great team now, starting with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Lotus of Doom. How's it going, Lotus? I'm good. I'm good. I'm. I see you've been practicing saying your own name. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also joining us to discuss this um, special episode because we had hands-on experience with High Isle Chapter from the Imperial Library. Benefactor himself. How's it going, Benefactor? Doing great. I'm glad to be here. It's great to have you here. We got a yeah. We got a lot to discuss. A lot to go through. I'm glad you were able to come back too, and this time Ark is actually able to join. Yeah, the last one yeah. was well, actually, the last one we did wasn't exactly impromptu. It took us like two weeks of planning, but <laughs> nonetheless, <laughs> I was saying I was like I definitely wanted to have you back. So this is like a perfect opportunity with all the new stuff coming out. So mm-hmm. oh, definitely, and it's great being here talking to y'all. Uh, we all share interest in all of our stories, and it, it's great being here. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm really happy that I'm catching up with guests that I missed and really wanted to actually do a show with. So, <laughs> I think every time I've interacted with you, I've never actually been on a show with Arkaneer yet. I think it's no, the yeah. first time. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you've been MIA literally every time we've had any type of like <laughs> voice calm. <laughs> uh, hopefully, from now on, I'll just be able to be here more but, yeah, yeah. Well, i was gonna we'll say see. things things have started to settle down a bit more mm. as anybody on the uh live stream can see as we've got our channel not currently on fire at tales yep. of tamriel that's that's a huge selling point <laughs> i mean honestly i i i was talking about this pre-show but i really didn't think that this was going to work um like because i didn't do a test stream ahead of time the channel has been offline for seven years it didn't even (laughs) index on twitch at all um but yeah so for anyone wanting to join us live we are now on twitch.tv slash tales of tamriel and it's apparently working which is interesting yeah yeah shocking (laughs) um so we got a lot to talk about today because all of us here and, you know, a lot of the other content creators and press members, uh, like last year, got to test High Isle Chapter ahead of time in a special build. 
um, we got to do a uh, we got to join a presentation with Rich Lambert and Gina, uh, the creative director and the community manager for Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, we got to do a Q&A, live Q&A, and then we got to actually play High Isle Chapter uh, for a week. Now, the build was not all, like, complete. Uh, Certainly not. Yeah, so there were bugs and stuff like that, but the, those were expected. So we'll be talking about our experiences, what we got to see, what we saw, uh, like what we got to experience. Um, and on top of that, uh, just a couple days ago, they, well, today is actually, no, that was more than a couple days ago. On 14th, basically, they did the uh, chapter preview live stream as well. So we'll be talking about that too, since it kind of had a like sort of, caused the controversy in the community as well uh, that I want to touch on. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we got we got quite a bit to cover this week. Before we get into the news and all the experiences, though, I want to mention from now on, I will be trying to do, like, add timestamps in the YouTube version and in the description of the audio version as well, which you generally see, like, the, like a paragraph under the episode. So I'll try to squeeze timestamps in there as well for anyone who is like short on time and just want to listen to tales or just want to like listen to news or anything like that. So hopefully that'll help uh, some of you since our episodes can run several hours long at times. <laughs> I think timestamps yeah. would be would be helpful. So yeah, I think that's to... probably a good idea. <laughs> uh, just just to give like a gauge, because if you're not in the mood to just sit and veg out and you're trying to get something very specific, mm -hmm. that seems like that would be much, much more handy for everybody. Yeah. All right. So um, very small bit of news to mention uh, for anyone who's not currently uh, playing Elder Scrolls Online or who does not own Elder Scrolls Online but wants to try. Elder Scrolls Online has a uh, free-to-play event that will be running until April 26 on all platforms with Xbox uh, requiring something that is called Xbox Live Gold. I don't know what that does or what does it's, it do. So but... it's, yeah, it's, it's the paid subscription to use their online multiplayer. Um, oh, okay that that's basically what it is um, all right so it's, so it's, it's, it's yeah you need that to play all online games on xbox uh as long they it used to be yes now i believe free to play games are exempt from that but oh, since okay. this isn't a free to play game it is a free trial it would make sense oh. that you still need that because of the distinction there mm -hmm. okay well, I mean, yeah, basically, until April 26, um, you can play ESO and test it out. You can even play the prologue quest to new chapter, mm -hmm. uh, the High Isle chapter. You'll have access added. to, like, uh, the base game, bunch of zones, PvP, and more of a DLC because that's now free. Yep. Um, there is also a sale for the base game and Blackwood chapter that will be running until April 27th. And there is a sale on Crown Packs. So, basically, this is the usual pre-chapter release sale yes. that you can just save up on a lot of things or it's a great time to just like the... jump into Elder Scrolls Online at a really good price, basically. Right, and see if you like it. Uh, the other thing that's, I think, worth noting just from some people who I've talked to that recently have messed around with this is you will be given actually, uh, for, for if like if you do buy the game during this retrial, Apparently, it gives you, like, I think it's 500 crowns into your account just as, like, a 
thing that you can spend on stuff. Oh. Um, and yeah, and the save file itself is yours. Um, so if you play in the free to play event, the free to play event ends. And like a month later, you decide, you know what? I miss this game. This is actually really fun. Like I, I missed out. If you buy it, you still have access to all that stuff. It's not locked to like the trial. It's basically just temporarily unlocking the game for you. Mm -hmm. So anything you do there stays with you, which is really cool. I did not know that. And that's pretty good. Because yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty sweet because I actually know a couple of people who have only played this game during free-to-play events and they never start over. <laughs> they just continue where they left off and i'm like wow that's fine as long as you want to as long as you can slow play like that but i was like that's great like whatever like, whatever works <laughs> i will play like i will finish this game yeah. in 700 years right and one like, week at a time i'll play this game diligently for one week every like six <laughs> months during a free trial and just do as much as i can um but yeah so it's pretty cool you won't lose your stuff so it's it's basically just a, a good kickstarter to see if you like the game to start with mm -hmm. really hope they do an eso plus thing somewhat soon mm -hmm. cough cough or i don't know you could just get eso plus for one nah. slotus to get rid of your inventory uh -huh. clutter Look, if it if it gets much more, I've just I have doomed my inventory with this event. <laughs> That's really <laughs> the problem. I was like, rarely, like usually I'm like, oh yeah, inventory management isn't so bad. And like we just got a guild trader, one of my guilds, and I was like, oh thank you God. So I like just threw all these motifs up because I my in, my bank was destroyed, my housing chests were destroyed, my inventory. I was like, oh there's so many things. I was like, this is horrible. But now I'm making money. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of uh, what's going on with the amount of spider legs that we're getting? Uh, so that I have like the, over 200 of them. That's I, what yeah, I've been I, seeing. I thought it's it was insane. funny that people figured out it stacks to 200 and that's where it stops and then it makes a new stack. So funny enough, I don't know how many, because on PC, um, people are able to power through writs way faster than on console when it just you have lazy writ crafter. Um, so on console, we don't quite do the like, I have 36 characters and I'm just like, boom, 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 boom every day to like doing all of your writs. So maybe that's why I've noticed less. But I do, you know, during these events, I do about, I don't know, eight to 10 characters for it. And I definitely have a comical amount of spider legs or whatever, <laughs> but it is nowhere near what some of the people have been like posting. Um, I, I've got like, you know, probably 30 of each or something like that. But, um, one of the things I did see a lot was people were having a real hard time getting the um, style page, the, mm -hmm. the the new style pages. And I've had no trouble with those either. Like I get one a day and it's almost always different. Like, so I don't know whether it's like I'm an anomaly or if it's like a PC more than us thing on <laughs> console. It would actually make sense if, uh, since PC players are going through Ritz faster, that maybe they adjusted the drop rates for consoles compared to what they are oh. on PC. Oh, that's um, actually... That might be a possibility. I could see that. Yeah, that 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 could be. Either way, I mean, there's definitely way more of them. Like, they're they're worthless, and people in zone chat are like, does anybody want a pet? And they'll just give you all three pieces. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like, um... But yeah, it's it's interesting. And one of the things I want to shout out, uh, just because I, I agreed with him on this, Cynical Alchemist from uh, the Quill and Vile podcast brought up the fact that 
he actually thought it was kind of like a, a good thing, even though it was a bit overtuned where it was ridiculous. It was like, if you're super casual, you get your pet this event. Like mm -hmm. almost, it's almost impossible not to like, because there's so many pieces. He's like, that's really like pretty cool because some of the other things people had to grind to get it. Like it was just like, no, grind, grind, grind. And you'll be lucky if you get it anyways. Uh, he's like, so he mentioned that, oh, I like the fact that it's a little more casual. And if you have all these extra pieces, well, it's better to have more than less because again, you can just give them away or destroy mm -hmm. them, like make a stack of legs and just break the legs. Like, so it's not, it's not that big of a deal, but it is, it's definitely pretty funny just because of how many there are compared to other events where it's like, oh man, I got like one style page and this one's like, well, I have 2000 of everything. It's like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I mean, it definitely uh, works for me because I don't do the event yeah. at all. And so, you hate Ritz. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll just have people, you know, willingly drop a lot of pieces on me so I can actually get the stuff as well. I think I can probably give you enough to make one from my PC character. Even. <laughs> and I literally run, run character. Um, also, um, even after this event, the legs are not going to be it's still going to be useful to new players because mm -hmm. they're moving right. the five ticket item that you need to get from the uh, impresario into yeah. his assistant yes, so that you can be able to cool. get it even when not, uh, when no events going on, if you had the tickets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I think that's really neat. Um, I kind of wish they would do that a little more often, honestly. <laughs> uh, so that it's not just like if you've got the stuff but didn't get it during the event, you could have access. So the same thing where you can get like the crystalline skin from like the new life. Well, if you have the Ritz, it's like, OK, well, I can just do all these deep. Uh, what is it? Deep winter charity Ritz or whatever it is. It's like, oh, that's pretty cool that that's still an option. Like I like when there's you can collect the crap during the event and then you can use it whenever as long as you have the, the you know, the pieces required. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's another event yeah. that I'll let everyone else gather things for me. Is that... Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I refuse to do Ritz, which uh, God. is going to get me beaten up in the community one day. Like, it's, yeah, no. people will just come at me with pitchforks and torches. And... Yep. The day you meet <laughs> Benevolent Bodhi in person is when he I, I am, bludgeons I, you with a bag of provisioning mm, materials. I am uh, fairly certain he's going to smack me. I feel like you're leaving gold on the table, though, by not that's, doing your writs. That's my thing. I already have, like, six million gold and nowhere to spend it on, so it's, I don't know. See, that's, <laughs> that's just it. It's like, my big thing was, like, I need to buy all the houses for my achievements. I need to buy all these other things. I need to buy every motif that ever exists because I'm not going to farm some of these things. And it just, your chest adds up. Those, <laughs> oh, my God, those ancient Daedric ones were so expensive. <laughs> My RNG was so bad at Deadlands treasure maps. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, all right. So the the big topic of the day, well, I mean, I guess for us, it will be the hands-on experience, but yeah. considering uh, that was the exclusive thing, let's talk about the preview stream. So on April 14th, as usual, um, there was the main show of the preview, which was led by creative director Rich Lambert, art director CJ Greb, and writer-designer Taylor... Sa 
sire i i i'm i don't know i'm not sure but um so they had the hey, what's U your names because we appreciate you <laughs> there you go yeah um <laughs> so they had the usual round table studio you know pre-recorded edited um uh, preview event like the main event talking about all things high aisle so they talked about the art direction um, they talked about the zone, they talked about why they created some stuff, they talked about the Breton lore, all of which without going, you know, too much into detail. Um, but it's it's a really good watch. It's always a it's always a good insight into what the developers are thinking when they are, you know, coming up with all of this stuff. It's on their YouTube channel as well as on their Twitch channel. Um, so you can definitely check it out. It's all recorded and everything like that. And the main event was followed by the post-show, which people were expecting, you know, to see more of the zone, to see more of the um, the content that was going to be available uh, with High Isle Chapter. However, um, to some people's, I'm going to say, disappointment, they did a very long Tales of Tribute stream where they showcased what the card game is and how it played. They basically PvP'd real time while explaining all the details and the actual like why they were taking certain actions, what everything did and right. stuff like that, uh, while answering questions from chat. Um, and for someone who is interested in the card game and failed to figure out everything about it during my experience on the hands-on like preview build. I was interested in it. I was trying to learn how things were working, but um, some people didn't really like that it was all card game focused. Not not that the card game was shown, but uh, the fact that it was focused it was the, fully on It wasn't the card even game. just the majority focus. I mean, it was essentially the only focus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the enti entirety of the like 45 to one hour, I think, uh, post-show was um, the card game. Um, so that was one part of the the debate that started in the community, and another sort of controversy that started from the live stream was the fact that they were deleting certain questions from chat that was related to like PvP stuff, um, and I I am pretty neutral about it myself yeah, because I, I understand I kind of why I understand why they did it because it was it's always the same answer to the yes. same question when it comes to PvP or Cyrodiil performance that they've been answering right. for the past like two years now or well, I guess it's longer than that oh, so yeah. I understand that they don't want to um, take attention from High Isle and Tales of Tribute and everything they were showing to that um, yeah, but and a lot of the community is like, from what I've seen, understands that. Um, right. The the um, issue was apparently that, like, they could have just ignored it. You know that a lot right, of people. It's, it's a little that. weird to delete them as opposed to just not acknowledge them. It's like okay, mm -hmm. that's fine. Yeah, that's because people post. I mean, I can barely keep up with those chats. Anyways, it's just like comically over the top how much chatter is in them um so like without a bot you essentially can't even read that chat unless people are like <laughs> yeah. 
post exclamation point dragon to win. And it's like, okay, well, I can read this because 8,000 people just posted exclamation point dragon or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, but more, more often than not, you can't really read anything. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of a weird look, but I don't know. Honestly, if other people weren't making it into something, I guess I probably wouldn't have really considered it something. Um, and I still sort of kind of don't. The only thing I will say, um, as a proponent of somebody who likes PVP, um, but then, you know, I, I, uh, it's a little strange, but again, maybe this will amount to something beneficial later. Um, it, it's a little strange that a lot of the things that seem to be coming to the competitive side of this card game are things people have been asking for with Battlegrounds but aren't mm. getting with battlegrounds like so it's a it's a bit of a weird look i'm not gonna <laughs> lie that it's just like yeah we 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 hear what you're saying but you don't get it in the thing you're asking for it for which it's mm. like but the only thing is maybe it was designed using this as like the test bed if this works okay if they apply this to battlegrounds afterwards then that totally works it's just it's a weird look because we don't necessarily know that that's the path that's going to happen and with the amount that pvp is definitely on the back burner the fact that people are like yeah sure we're not going to get squat I, okay yeah i can understand thinking that that's going to be the case uh but it but it's just it's a weird look i guess that just like there's a lot of focus on this from a you know pve thing which is my interest i which i i guess i can preface really quickly um i have a moderate interest in this i don't play ccgs i learned you know i I made no bones about the fact that i literally learned how to play magic the gathering so that i could understand what a ccg was so (laughs) that i could learn to play legends like i had no idea um and then when it comes to this people have equated it to all these different things whatever a lot of my friends like cards they can show me what to do Uh, we can get into messing around with it i essentially was pretty what the hell am i doing when i was on the the test server like i was just kind of (laughs) fumbling around a little bit um but i i gotta mess with it more or whatever um but cards are not really like this is not super interesting to me will i try it will i mess around with it sure thing absolutely um but this is not something that I'm like overly hyped about. I'm more just like interested in checking it out and seeing if it is something that I end up liking because sometimes I'm surprised. Um, but on that aspect, I'm interested in the story side and the PVE version. I have mm. negative interest in a PVP version of this card <laughs> game. Like That's- just objectively none. I agree completely with that. Uh, I can't see myself uh, truly invo- enjoying the PvP version of it until uh, it was confusing to get into to begin with. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I struggled with it a lot because um, it, it seems it's 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 more involved than I like. It's clearly like a well thought out thing, at least from my understanding, like balance wise. But I mean, like there is a lot to it. This is not like oh, we're going to play this and there's four rules. There is a lot to this card game. Like, this is an involved system. Um, And it's just, from that side of it, it's like, yeah, I will do it to get 
achievements because I love getting achievements story because it's like, oh, cool. Like, I guess it's like storyline to it. It's like, awesome. That's totally why I'm interested in it. But like the PVP set, like competitive side of it is like, that, <laughs> that will be a shock if that's something I, I do at all. It's just like, it's just not on my radar. I will be, I mean, I'll be glad to say, oh, I was totally wrong. This is the greatest thing ever. And this is all I'm going to ever play. I've retired from dungeons and trials and everything, but <laughs> I, I just don't see that happening. Um, so like such a heavy handed focus on it. And I think they're trying to just get across the fact that people just like to shit on things it's just what the community does like <laughs> not just this community it's gaming community and just people in general i guess it's like this isn't exactly what i want i hate this and it's like so i get them trying to emphasize like look this isn't this we put a lot of work into this we think you'll like this you know if you don't you don't that's fine when the thing is out then we can give them like okay well if nobody plays it they can read those analytics and realize well this was a dead venture mm -hmm. but it could also be like robots said where he thinks it's like the casual market's going to eat this up and it's probably mm -hmm. going to be the most played thing in the game <laughs> like yeah so I mean, who knows like during the preview uh, event uh the uh, taylor like she leads the sort of questionnaire between grab and um and rich and uh, so she goes like so one of the most asked questions about you know tales of tribute is why and and rich's answer to that is like basically there is a whole variety of ways to play elder scrolls online um from like casual to very hardcore you know pro uh, perfect uh, progression groups and things like that um this is this like apparently they wanted to add just one more way, like a completely different way of enjoying Elder Scrolls Online, which is exactly what this is. It's not PvE. It's, tavern it's not PvP. It's it's tavern games. Yeah, it 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 adds to the to the world of Elder Scrolls Online in the sense of what people do, like what actual people in Tamriel do in their free time sort of thing. Right. So it's it's sort of an immersion slash casual gameplay thing. And I definitely understand that in within the eight years of a game's timeline. Right. Like you can keep adding dungeons, trials, stuff like that, but eight years later, eventually you need some weird different thing, in my opinion, too. So... I, I do agree with the fact that this is going to be played a lot. Uh, I, I think it will be played a lot as well. Uh, one thing that really surprised me about it was that they were inventing a brand new game instead mm -hmm. of incorporating a game that they already had, Legends. Uh, <laughs> right. I Years ago, I actually expected them to incorporate Legends into the Elder Scrolls Online, but I did it ended up not being the case. <laughs> um, but... Overall, to play devil's advocate on why they would focus so heavily on uh, the card game within the stream is because it's a brand new system. It's a complicated system. It's not something yeah. that you're just going to pick up and be able to play right away. You're going to have to learn a little bit before playing it. Uh, and they want to focus on the new systems that they're bringing to the game, uh, similar to how last year it was Companions. And this year mm -hmm. is going to be the card game. Yeah. Um, I 
that's actually that was one of the questions I asked Rich uh, during the Q and A. I I asked um, whether if you know they had people from Elder Scrolls Legends team, uh, either as consultants or like just straight up involved in the development of Tales of Tribute. Right. Um, apparently not, and they. So he said they wanted to do something unique for Elder Scrolls Online as ZeniMax Online series, like with their team. Sure. And Which he I mentioned that, that, yeah, and he mentioned that they looked at a huge variety of games because, you know, a card game within a game exists. Like, uh, he mentioned Gwent. He actually mentioned Dominion as mm -hmm. a reference point, which Rob in chat uh, also mentioned. Um, the, uh, they obviously, you know, looked at Elder Scrolls Legends. They looked at Gwent. They looked at Hearthstone, Magic the Gathering, all those things. Um, and they took inspiration from all those things and like tr analyzed what made them good and used that knowledge to you know make their own unique card game, which I appreciate. And it, to the point of what Benefactor said, this game is, at least at first look, feels a lot more complex than, say, Hearthstone or Elder Scrolls Legends or even Magic the Gathering. Those are pretty straightforward when it comes to, like, you make your own deck and you know what the cards, like, cards do damage most of the time with additional effects, but that's the basis of it. You have a health, you do damage. This is a lot more, um, uh, this is a lot more management from what I gathered strategy than just plain yeah. old okay, this card deals 5 damage, this card has 8 health, so on and so forth. So that might, as you said, Benefactor, be why they had to spend so much time on the stream so that they could explain how it works. And maybe that's why a lot of people felt uh, thought it was boring, because it was a lot of instructions and a lot of explaining yeah, rather than just speed playing. <laughs> So. Right. Here is a class when, on how to play this. When I played the game, it made me feel more like a merchant than it did as a <laughs> warrior. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair enough. Yeah, that's a good way to so, put it. The other thing about this, well, so I guess there's like two things. One, I the reason why, even though this isn't really super of interest to me necessarily, outside of tangentially testing it out, seeing if it's for me or whatever, is Going into this, I feel very much the same as I did when they announced Antiquities. And I was, I, a benefactor, you were there too. At ESO Vegas, when they showed it, I literally was like, what the hell are they talking about? Like, I literally <laughs> didn't, I was like, what? Because it was pretty nebulous in concept. Where it was like, well, there's a digging thing, and then you can like find these things, and then you'll get lore out of it. I was like, I have no context for what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Whereas this seems more like it's farther along, it seems like. And I feel like they're trying to maybe prevent that from being the thing where it's like, no, no, we can explain this pretty concretely. Whereas Antiquities, when it was first announced, was pretty nebulous, in my opinion, where it was like, and I ended up really liking Antiquities. In fact, the only thing I don't like about Antiquities is the fact that I need to farm the leads. I just want to sit mm. there and do Antiquities. It's like a great veg out thing for me. I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to scry and now I'm going to dig shit. Like, 
that is is fun. And I originally was like, eh, I don't know how much I'll use this. I super love it. I think it's 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 a lot of fun. So I'm kind of hoping I have a similar thing with this. Um, the only other thing that I think might be causing some of the we'll call it vitriol <laughs> that's been floating around about this thing is the fact that because it is such a focus, it doesn't so much feel like enough to hold up a chapter as a focus. Mm. I feel like if we got this now, reasons why we didn't get this aside, um, I feel like if they had a new class and this card game, people wouldn't be quite oh, so yeah. hung up on this. If we got a new skill line and something and this outside the here's the new zone and story for those people who like that. Here's, you know, the, the you know, um, the new feature, which is a card game, which other ones there's been skill lines there's been uh classes there was antiquities there was battlegrounds at one point like so i feel like those people who are waiting for the okay so the zone's there and this what's my thing and since this thing doesn't connect with them they're not interested in it so as a side effect since they don't directly like this they get kind of pissy about it which <laughs> I mean, whatever, I, I guess, like, that's fine or whatnot. But um, the thing is, I guess if that's the case, then this probably might not be the expansion for you, I suppose, if, like, you don't feel that's enough. And maybe it's maybe that's the case for a lot of people. Maybe that's not enough um, because it's not what we've gotten before. And I know one of the weird things is because i fall into the opposing camp from it a lot of times people are always so excited about a new class and there is nothing i could care less about mm -hmm. than a new <laughs> class <laughs> like and that's such a selling point to people and i couldn't care less like i i hope they never add another class if i was my thing i mean other people like it so whatever give them a class or whatever but i don't want to like that's not for me i would rather something like this even if it's not something i like in the end i would rather something i can do and mess around with it personally uh to be fair a bit uh with this new chapter we're also getting two companions that's and true mm -hmm. and unlike with other previous uh years or whatever to where you would have to own the previous chapter to get that new feature these companions you don't have to own blackwood for yeah mm -hmm. which that i guess there you go that's another system when they announce companions like oh okay that's fine <laughs> i always have a companion out i for whatever reason i, just, <laughs> I always have a companion out I, I just like having them floating around with me and i think ember looks pretty cool so i'm like well this is weird because it doesn't really contribute to like endgame stuff, which is what I was. I was like, ooh, can I use it to like upset? No, you can't. They're, they're, they're fine. They're traveling companions and they can defend themselves and they can speed stuff up a little bit or whatever. But like when I'm doing storyline, I always have generally Mary because Bastion's a tool. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Bastion. Sorry, Bastion fans. Um, <laughs> but like I, I always, and once I get these characters, like the, the new companions, I'm going to deck them out and stuff again and have them follow around with me that was another system when they announced that i was like okay sure companions whatever man <laughs> like <laughs> so i keep not assuming i will get as much use out of the stuff they put in 
and then I do. So I guess I'm kind of like, yeah, this doesn't really jump out at me, but I don't know. So so far, I've enjoyed the stuff they've put in. So, and again, I, not everything needs to be for me. So, like, if this ends up not being something that I care much about, whatever, then like it's yeah, just something I can just do and mess around with. Like, I never duel. Like, that's something they put in the game. Duels. Once I got mm-hmm. my win a hundred duels achievement, I, auto decline on for eternity. <laughs> we will never duel again. Do not ask me to duel. <laughs> So another thing is, like, as to why they may have gone with a completely different system from a, like, technical standpoint, which this is complete speculation, um, but I... So they have been, for the past couple years, working really hard on getting the game stabilized and performing better which involves going through the entire code base, which is an absolute nightmare. Um, And every new thing that you add to the game that touches touches that legacy, like the base code, code, which, you know, any class, any new skill, anything like that would have to directly link to that old system. You are risking new problems, you are risking new performance issues and you are taking away um, like resources that would be spent on refactoring and making that code better. Because I assume the people who would be adding a new class are the same people who would be fixing the old class system for the better, for example. So it right. might be that they didn't want to add anything new to the system they have been working on making better and instead making a completely unrelated and irrelevant system that could work outside of that old system, which is a card game. Um, yeah. So and that, also, that may be why, too, that they focused sure. on a card game and didn't add anything else to the other stuff. I think I'm, I think this was brought up many, many episodes ago when like this was first mentioned type of deal. But the other thing is, too, where lag in Cyrodiil and Battlegrounds and Trials is so noticeable when you're going high-end, like, ah, I gotta, you know, do everything perfect or whatever. Um, If you lag playing a card game, it is not the same problem as if you lag when you're trying to do, like, Cloud Rest plus three or something. Like, everybody isn't gonna blow up and it's not gonna cause a wipe and everybody's gonna have to restart. It's going to give you a brief pause. And as long as it doesn't take more than 30 seconds, I believe was what they said for a turn, <laughs> you're <laughs> fine. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's to your point, it's much, much less strain on the system while they're doing all of this stuff to improve different things. Mm-hmm. And it kind of seems like with some of the issues that have popped up performance wise, that might not be a bad thing at the moment because stacking more things on before the previous blocks are set up is not really going to make a stable Mm -hmm. foundation regardless of whether you think it takes too long or not and that's just uh, logically how that works i I mean it's you know if it's unstable it's unstable Mm -hmm. and then trying to juggle something else on it's like okay (laughs) this is gonna get real messy and there's limitations with the um previous hardware for console side Mm -hmm. which is going to be frustrating for anybody not confined to that but in terms of market share they obviously want to have things on as many things as possible um the next gen consoles are 
still incredibly hard to get a hold of. So it's not just like mass adoption where it's like the minority of players play on the old systems. I have no idea what the numbers are, but um, I will occasionally still boot up my PS4 just to see what it looks like. And I have a <laughs> PS4 and a PS4 Pro and I have my PS5 and my PS5 runs better than my PC. Um, and my PC runs fine, but like it's, it, they, they're comparable. And like I said, my PS5 loads slightly faster. Um, and then I go on to PS4 or even the PS4 Pro and it is horrific. <laughs> like, I remember why when I was progging GH before I got my PS5, why I was getting so frustrated. Because, like, I'll have some weird bar swap issues or hiccups here or there on PS5, sure. NPCs just straight up aren't there on oh last God. gen. Like, it's just, like, you go into the Undaunted Enclave, go make a sandwich, because it's going to take them a while before they show <laughs> up. It's like they're clearly stretched to such an extreme. You're going to try to add like another class. Like I get it. It's annoying that that's the case, but like it's, it's a weird situation that I think they're juggling and they're trying to not bring it up too much because you don't want to like necessarily cut off your players who have been there on last gen. Mm -hmm. Like what if they just simply can't find one or can't afford it because it's not like, the world's in that great of a place at the moment. Like maybe you can't shell out $500 for a video game console when you have something that's already there. So it's like, I think that's a restriction that's unfortunately kind of got their hands tied maybe more than they want to let on. Yeah. Could, could be, could definitely be. I mean, I, there's, there's always technical difficulties that will be holding back an eight year old game. So it's yeah. it's it's going to become more and more apparent as the time goes on. And another thing is which I I'm curious about your opinions on this especially you benefactor. Um since you two are more involved with the lore and the um like the older Elder Scrolls titles. This is the first time they are going to a place that is barely even mentioned in the lore, right? This High Isle, from what I gathered, is n let alone being like explored in the previous games or anything like that. It's barely there in the yeah. in the lore. So mm -hmm. this is the first time they are just going completely from scratch and creating something completely by Zenimax Online Studios. Which I I mean I know they like go back and forth between Bethesda as well on this, but still, this is their creation now. Uh, previously, uh, compared to other places that we've visited, High Owl has only been referenced three times within any of the previous Elder Scrolls games. There was the Redguard map that showed Sistress, and that's where the name came from. Uh, mm -hmm. Then you had the Pocket Guide to the Empire First Edition, which actually had uh, the archipelago in the very corner of the map that you could see. Mm -hmm. And the third reference was back in Arena, when the Druids of Galen were originally mentioned with the character creation for Bretons. Oh, so that is, yeah, that is... Mm -hmm. That makes it even more interesting. I it's mean, so cool. Like, yeah. I love that they grabbed that stuff. When I was playing through Arena and I was like, when I walked into Fang Lair, I'm like, what is this? It's like, <laughs> I love that ESO 
grabs at that stuff. It's I think that's really, really awesome because it when you have the entire world as your MMO of, you know, Tamriel, that's that's what you want. Here's stuff, you know, and also here's some new stuff that we haven't really delved into. So I think that, ah, it's so cool. Like, I really enjoy that. Um, mm-hmm. I really love that they look back to the very old games and are actually mm-hmm. pulling concepts out of them that have been forgotten about by the majority of the, of the community, but they're still there. Yep. Uh, some examples from uh, earlier chapters would be the Raftstone. You actually mm-hmm. collect that to find uh, the Halls of the Colossus yes. in Arena. Yep. Uh, also, you have uh celine who is a god reference in arena that they brought back and for eso as a boss for one of their dungeons and they're Mm -hmm. really looking uh, back to the history and actually being true to the full history of delta scrolls not just to the morrowind or the skyrim fans but to the whole series as a whole Mm mm-hmm yeah, the Celine thing is probably one of my favorite because that was I mean, the Halls of the Colossus thing was really cool when I played through it. And I was like, whoa, what? I was like, I'm literally starting the Elsewhere story like back in Arena. Like, what is happening? But like the Celine's web thing, like going to Celine's web in Arena, I was like, what is going on? And it's still got like the creepy spider vibe thing going because, again, the older games, as you know, Benefactor, have some very 90s stuff to them (laughs) and like i remember walking around it was like i found the spider mating dens in (laughs) in celine's (laughs) web and i'm like oh god it's just been a running theme that it's just horrible spiders everywhere with her (laughs) but it's like her little forest realm as like a forest god is like it's really cool that they like those are references i had no idea some of the polls originally when i started eso that went all the way back to that and stuff like that. I mean, even with um, Black Blackwood, they they redid Gideon. And I went mm. into Arena after I had beaten it. I was like, oh, I just want to see Gideon. So I just went to the world map and I found Gideon in Arena. I was like, oh, neat. It's like... <laughs> I mean, they. I'm really curious how the quality like overall quality from writing to world creation. I mean, we saw a bit of the world um but like how is that going to compare to when they had to like uh make a zone that was created before just adapted to second era or whatever they needed to adapt sure. it to compared to now how they are going to just create it completely from scratch, scratch. as they w- yeah as they will uh, I think that being able to create a brand new zone, uh, actually to be able to expand the lore past preconceived notations. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we get a chapter that's in Morrowind, for instance, we're going to expect certain things there. And if mm-hmm. those are not there, the fans are going to riot. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine um, if you got off the docks inside Neen and like the docks weren't there or something and they're like, well, it hasn't been built yet. No, absolutely not. People would be flipping desks. <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. But um, featuring it in a brand new location allows them creative freedom that they won't have if they place it into places that have already existed in previous titles. There's not that preconceived notation that people have about those locations. Uh, sure, Nostalgia can be a great feature to u- utilize for those locations, but for 
brand new locations, you can actually tell your own story. You can create the history and connect it to, it's like building a new building and connecting it to, and Legos and connecting it to a city that you've already have. Yep. Instead, mm-hmm. instead of having to build upon a building that's already there. Right. Yeah. Oh, and I totally agree. Another thing I'm really curious about is remember that teaser they made, I don't know, a couple or more years ago about Elder Scrolls 6. Um, oh, and just yeah. like that 30 second the, the camera panning, uh, yeah, the flyby. Screensaver. <laughs> um, and, and like people dissected it with the, you know, shadows and sun angles yeah, and geography. Of the sun and, mm-hmm. yeah. and that city that is assumed to be, you know, the the town next to the crater in Shadow Key and things like that. Yeah. So the the conclusion to all those discussions was that that was the border, like the video panning was the border between Hammerfell and High Rock. Uh, that seems to be the most common accepted yeah. thing until it turns so, out. That's a theory. Um, yeah, there are some I, things that go against it, like mm-hmm, Pete right. Hines saying that no one remembers Shadow Key, even though we do. I use, <laughs> there's a couple of us. <laughs> so if if Elder Scrolls Six does indeed take place in Hammerfell on High Rock and takes, you know, like the story revolves a bit more around maybe Bretons, and if they plan on going to High Isles in Elder Scrolls Six as well then this would lay the foundations for the first time from Elder Scrolls Online into to a single-player game. Expansion. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I would love that, to see that. That would be really great, and they could still do their own thing with it as well. Um, if you look at the history books that were within High Owl, I'm not sure if you got a chance to read any of them, but this island has changed hands so many times mm within the last couple of thousands of years. And there's still a thousand year gap between ESO and Skyrim. Right. Uh, it mm-hmm. could have changed hands plenty of more times so they could still do their own thing while also being able to keep that history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this chapter, regardless of the, you know, the, the mechanics that are like gameplay elements that are being added with it. Um, but at, within itself, the fact that it's going to be a whole completely new thing in Elder Scrolls is exciting because it's been so long that we discovered something new in Elder Scrolls. I mean, obviously, when you go into the lore, because it's so expensive, you can still discover new things, but those are created like several years ago. You are just discovering them now because you didn't do your you know true research or whatever. But this is this will be something completely new for the first time. So and in, in the past of the game as well, not like advancing in the timeline. It's just within the past, a, a new history to be discovered that they are gonna write it down. So yeah, I'm I don't know. I'm excited. Uh, there was also Fargrave that we got last year, which was yeah. pretty great. Um, but this is the first time that we got somewhere on Tamriel that has history that connects to the races, um, the Bretons, the Imperials, and to mm. that vast history that they already had. Right. And that was something I actually wanted to mention, too. I'm glad you brought up Fargrave because the other uh, thing besides just Fargrave was how much it was almost like um, a, a bit of both where we had seen the Deadlands but not seen it so expanded upon where it mm. wasn't just all, 
okay, here's your generic hellscape. It was like, you know, mm-hmm. at, depending upon where you went, there were like the toxic areas and then there were the, the you know, the, the storm, the maelstrom areas and stuff like that. So they were even able to expand upon that. And, you know, they did it with um, Somerset. It's not like we had never been to Somerset in any of the games, but Somerset in, you know, Arena and Daggerfall, it's much more procedurally generated and stuff like that, whereas, like, they, they were a little more in detail with varying things. Some people really liked the the high elfy thing. Some people were annoyed that it wasn't weird enough because, you know, there weren't actual words making up towers which i think was poetic in in the, but you know what whatever <laughs> whatever you want to be in your thing i understand um so yeah it's it's just i've liked their art direction a quite a bit in eso even if the only thing i ever say is it, 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 the cosmetics but whatever I, I already know i'm in the minority for this one the extravagant high fantasy cosmetics are not super my thing but like i love the environments and stuff like they that they do that's super super well done in my opinion mm-hmm. so yeah i guess that's pretty much about it on the preview event stream itself on this do you guys have anything else to add on the all right no. so before we move on to our experience um, that came from, you know, as I mentioned before, testing, we do have a round of shoutouts to do as every week because we got even more people supporting um, over at uh, patreon.com slash UESP, getting those nice um, Elder Scrolls teams reward. Actually, they showcased the... Um, uh, there is a prototype version of the wooden map on uh, USB's Patreon and on Twitter, uh, USB's Twitter, and it looks so good. Yeah, it's it's very, very And it's just a prototype too. I I love how that thing looks. But um, so for this week, Probiotic Tonic, Danielle, and I am pretty sure, I I assume this is Norwegian, and I'm sorry in advance, but this is going to be rough. Knut Eagle, Shoneng, Sho... Shen Shuen, thank you so very much for the support over at um, Patreon, which supports UESP and our show as well. And I'm sorry for the butchered names as always. Uh, there are so many people from around the world that I I never know how to pronounce, like <laughs> in which language I I am supposed to be pronouncing things. But it is really really appreciated. And we do have an iTunes review as well this week, which is a five-star by jhole0329. That I... <laughs> there's, there's a part in it that I love. So it is titled, A Go-To Podcast. I've listened to this podcast for years, off and on, and it's always entertaining if you're into both Elder Scrolls series and especially ESO. The current hosts are top-notch, thank you very much. Uh, weird obsession with guars, but each to his <laughs> and her own. <laughs> Keep up the great work. I look forward to the years to come. Now, <laughs> I love that. This, <laughs> this made me realize the whole guar war between me and pretty much everyone else in existence is eight years old. <laughs> that was when I first, that started when I first emailed. Tales of Tamriel as a listener and send them that um, the graphic I made about Guar being a fusion of multiple creatures. Yep. And 
Yeah, go ahead. Uh, what's great about that is that uh, the love of Gwars actually goes back to early Morrowind. Uh, back during the very early Morrowind days, everyone used to love Gwars, and you'd have fan sites that would pop up just talking about Gwars. Uh, oh one was National Gwar mm-hmm. Graphic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for a time, Bethesda actually had a National Geographic poster with a Gwar on it. Wait, really? Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I can send it to you after this. How no, did I never know I, this? I didn't know that either. That's incredible. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, so I just uh, brought up the email I sent as well um, and it's dated April 26, 2015 so that's how far the the <laughs> war of Guar has been um, going the seven so, year saga <laughs> yeah yeah uh, <laughs> uh, but the, oh I did I had no idea people had fans like like in ESO, I know people like, oh, Guar's ad- adorable. And I'm like, there's no way you find Guar's adorable without some weird magic involved. But the <laughs> fact that people had fan sites and everything like that, oh, that this runs deeper than I thought. I'm telling you. There's, there's about <laughs> two or three of them back in the day. <laughs> That's amazing. This just further proves that Guars are dangerous. I mean, this this plays right into my hand. <laughs> uh, and this is where the show immediately cuts arc. Oh, crap, I don't have control over anything. <laughs> yeah, you no longer... This was my plan, oh. Lotus. That's oh, why no. I brought this channel back up. Damn it. Yeah, there's no Guar propaganda on it. Oh, my yeah, God. But yeah, yeah, that's a great email. That's so funny. Uh, so we will roll into our... Um, hands-on experience but before that as our newest custom we are gonna have a short break and um, we'll get right into it so see you all in about a minute when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply Welcome That's back, good. travelers, to... And you just said something there. It's fine. Nah, we'll totally just, roll, we'll that, just roll with it. You know, uh, we are back. The fun segue right there. <laughs> we are back to talk about our um, hands-on experience with High Isle Chapter, where we got to test it for about a week, as, you know, time and stuff allowed us to, as much as time and stuff allowed us to. We got to play the card game. We got to run around. We got to read stuff, although I didn't read anything. I was too busy looking at the ships. Um, that's, yeah, that's going to be a and theme And stuff for me. like that, so, yeah. <laughs> I, so, I, there's reasons I don't do PTS, and it's because I really wouldn't provide a lot of good feedback. I was just like, ooh, and just like... <laughs> <laughs> some flowers. <laughs> yeah. I definitely have some interesting stuff that I was... Uh, I'm pretty... Other than shiny stuff, and I love the way the environment looks, the pirate vibe and like the high seas, the big fan, especially because it drops in June. Uh, I I have this weird thing where I've mentioned before that based on the fact that um, New England is just like all of the seasons, uh, whatever, um, 
man, when it syncs up with how the season actually is, June mm. is is just summertime here. And it's like <laughs> last year was Blackwood and I was all about that life. I was like, oh, it is a swamp. It's so humid. I could die. Like, and now <laughs> we get the, you know, beaches and high seas stuff. And I'm all about it because it drops in June again. So I'm all on board for this. As much as I loved Graymore, Graymore dropping in June, I was like, drop this, drop this in December. <laughs> like this, this has no sense for me right now. <laughs> uh, then also the music that goes along with High Owl just brings it all together and is so good. one of their best soundtracks that they've released so far and yes. really makes you want to get into that exploration mode. So mm. that title music, as everybody has joked about, is just straight fire. Uh, I really love the the meme of the, the uh, Brad Derek. Could you just punch us up some new title screen music? And it's a picture of a person playing the piano on a beach, and the piano is engulfed yep. in flames. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yep, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> like I've always loved the title music so. Elder Scrolls from the beginning Agreed. it's it's like every every title is unique in its own way but you can like hear the same tunes in in the this one having those vocals like when the mm -hmm. chorus hits I'm like let me go into battle somewhere yeah. and then it so. doesn't play in the game and that makes me sad like I want to play during the boss fights with that title music so i have to open it up on youtube on the side while you're sprinting up the beach into combat like mm -hmm. <laughs> um all right so on the music note if we're gonna get into this this is one thing that i think is so a uh, borderline not even acknowledged so far um but it's coming with uh the chapter and i think it is amazing i censored myself because i was gonna drop some swears before how amazing i think this is because it just, <laughs> as a big fan of all the music from the series as a whole um there is a feature supposedly where you will be able to pick your uh title screen music oh. from any of the previous ones that's pretty yeah, neat. that's gonna be wonderful i love that so much like it is such a small quality of life thing mm -hmm. but i'm not gonna lie sort of get sad that the only way I can see that original startup screen, like at base game, is to like try to remember it, try to look up this thing and play it off the the like album because that's it's just not there anymore. Um so each one of them is unique and really cool. So I love the fact that you can pick what you want for your title screen. I think that is a great feature. And it is so <laughs> just like nitpicky. Like most people might not even ever realize that's a thing. Shame on you for not listening to this podcast and remembering <laughs> this very specific one minute part that I mentioned. But yeah, it's I am all about that life. Uh, when that comes out, I'm going to spend about an hour just going through each of the titles and just being nostalgic about every time those titles were part of the startup screens. Because mm -hmm. uh, the, so, the... there's been some really good uh, openings that they've had over the years. Yeah. The the only thing about that is this feature should have came with Somerset chapter so that I could save my character for 
from being in Somerset in that title screen. That 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 would have been nice, but you know, better than better than never. Yeah. So, all right, benefactor. I want to start with you. What has your experience been? What have you focused on in High Isle during your time in testing? What are you, what are your thoughts about it? So, to lo- uh, for High Isle, I started out looking at the first thing that I do of any chapter is I run zigzagging all around the islands and trying to explore new places saying, oh, what's over that hill? What's over this hill? And just going everywhere to see if I could be able to discover every location and take in the view that you have. Uh, I remember running across the beaches on the western beach of the island and there was these giant skeletons that you would see that had washed ashore. And each one kind of told a story of these sea creatures that had died and been washed up upon the shore. And you had birds that had been picking at them and things and are being able to see an island and not island, uh, cities in the distance and be able to go there and be able to view the different settlements. Uh, it's a really great experience. Yeah, uh, from there. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, from there. I just uh, the one thing that I mainly was interested in is getting as much lore as I could from the short amount of time that I had with the previous server because I couldn't play every day. Sure. Uh, so I spent a good amount of time in the Mages Guild of relogging and checking the bookshelves for new books <laughs> and sorting through all the new lore. Because <laughs> uh, I wrote a lore article for the Imperial Library um, that is available now. And uh, I wanted to get as much of that new information and be able to consolidate it for the community to get an idea of what the islands will be able to present. Mm-hmm. So were there any, like within the lore books and whatnot that they added, were there actually um, like insight as to the background of High Isles, like the new stuff that we expect to be added into the lore? Oh, there is a great series of books about the Sistress Archipelago that is a seven series book mm-hmm. uh, that details the history of the island going back to the first Breton that uh, the druids that arrived on the island and terraformed them. Uh, It goes on to see how the island has transferred from one person owning it to another. You had the Sinestral Elves be part of the island's history. Then the Regatta came through, which was the ones that uh, the Red Guards that were migrating to Tamriel uh, from Yokuda. Then you had the Imperials with the All Flags Navy and how they used it as a staging ground for their attack on Thrash. It has one of the richest histories that I've seen for an area in a long time in Elder Scrolls. Oh, that is that is pretty good. And it, the fact that it's very heavily naval-related makes me really happy because that's always one of my favorite settings in, in, in like, fantasy games. And... The fact that they made... I don't know if you guys noticed. The fact that they made actual ships in the distance move about, like, from the island. When you look out to sea, you actually see these sail ships go left and right or here and there. I love Uh, that so much. Oh, those are really really wonderful. Uh, And also within Gunfallen Bay, uh, did you see the Colossus statue of Benduolo? If you look out into the harbor, there's this huge statue that you can see. And it's just wonderful to look at. It's it 
it's like something you would see or you actually did see in in like Game of Thrones or whatever, you know, when there's this gigantic statue just yeah, l- yeah. hovering over the bay and it it's it it looks majestic. I I love that too. And the actual docks itself too. In the in if you look at the rest of the Tamriel in Elder Scrolls Online at least, and you look at the docks, there's usually just like one or two ships and rail I don't even remember ever seeing an actual cons- like ship construction site. In High Isles, there's this massive dock area and there's just gigantic ships, ships that are in the process of being built built and it's I I don't know, I love it so much. <laughs> it definitely makes the world feel more lived in. Like mm-hmm. you see that they're underground construction and that this is a real place it feels like. I yeah. really like that to that point. It was one of the things I liked so much about Vivek City was that they were building the cantons. Like that was mm-hmm. something that I thought was really cool that they were like construct, like not all the cantons were finished. They were actually like working on them. It I, like that's the type of like stuff that when they add it to it, I think it's like, oh, this is really cool. It feels like there's stuff going on outside me doing quests or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, I felt that this had like a pretty good feel like that as well i i really liked that it, it, quite a bit it actually felt very alive around you while you were doing what you were doing mm-hmm. i was gonna say something and i completely blanked out because i read chat and my brain just went nope i'm not multitasking today um <laughs> uh what was i gonna say i don't know lotus take over all right think? so i was gonna say um <laughs> My thing of interest that uh, sort of actually I kind of want to mention just before we get well, because it's a it's a thing coming um, and I actually didn't test it. I don't know if you can test it. You probably can, actually. Um, But it was something that I, I I guess it sort of could have come from us talking about the the reveal stream was um, the armory assistant and or armory itself the change coming um where it's including mundus stones now this is like a technical side of stuff um it's including the mundus stones now so the i thought plausible idea that they were like well they'll sell less mundus stones for people's houses if they let Hmm. you do it i was like Okay, I don't know. I I was pretty much like I could see that being or not being the case, but they were like, that's not the reason. Like, it's a technical thing. And I was like, well, okay, then maybe it's a technical thing. Um, This pretty much confirms that it was absolutely a technical thing because (laughs) it's now included. So that personally, I think is awesome because I forget to change that constantly um, when Mm -hmm. I use the armory and I love the armory, but that's that's a feature coming that I, I was like really a fan of so that was i didn't actually test that on the live server so i'm not sure that's the case but um what do you call it one of the things that i just was messing around with uh, options wise because i like to just screw around with some of the like technical crap to this stuff um it seems like they're adding more accessibility options to the game which is good um because I want them to keep going in this direction more and more, mainly because we have had this discussion on this show. We've had this discussion with people in Discord. The amount of stuff that's happening 
at, <laughs> during some of these fights is a lot uh, between particle effects and AOE colors and you being unable to see like the little lines as somebody charges or the semi-translucent things and you know you you've got aoe colors that match the ground cover for some things so i really like the idea that they seem like now i you know we'll see how when they're done with it we'll see how close but whatever they gotta get there so as long as they focus on this it's good i really like more accessibility options with that whether you're colorblind or what have you um big fan that they're leaning into that and it seemed like they had some new features coming in uh with this that i liked also including a new demographic where they uh they put spanish in the game oh yeah or which that's very mm -hmm. cool because like i have a bunch of friends who speak spanish as like their main <laughs> language and they're like i might do it as default just because it's like they speak perfectly good english but they're like oh, well, whatever i'll just speak my native language if they can actually do it so like that's pretty cool um and that's a massive undertaking considering everything in Elder Scrolls Online is like is There's heavy so dialogue and heavy much. voice acting. It's is just so much dialogue. Uh there's tons. I don't see how that's must have been a massive project <laughs> that they had to mm -hmm. be able to revoice everything into another language. Uh, I did want to touch back on the armory really uh, quick. I'm not sure if I've seen it mentioned anywhere before, but we did get confirmation that the twice born star set is going to allow you to store both of your Mundus stones for oh, that set. Oh, yes. That, 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 I, it never even occurred to me that would be a requirement. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. That's so that's neat. <sighs> From, I think it was on the, I, ah, this is weird. This is why I'm not good sometimes with the, the what's where. I think this was said publicly, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't know I what you are implying. So. All right. So I'll just, so Rich Lambert said that like basically twice born star has been like the bane of his existence. <laughs> I can, I can understand that because of coding around that and i think it was on like one of the, the the streams they did where he was like people don't understand how complicated just having this one outlier set is mm -hmm. to coding so like the fact that i bet you that probably was part of the reason that we didn't get Mundus stones right out mm. the bat beyond them being like overworld it's like oh god we've got to find a way to make it work for this one set so i get the feeling that sometimes you get something weird like that that's just like this huge hold up um so like yeah obviously that's that's very cool but it's so specific because that's the only set in the game that, I that hate, actually has any relevance to i it. hate it's exceptions probably... like that at work it's just you build a, a beautiful set, system like too. you build a beautiful system that can work with every other system and then out of nowhere an exception just like that comes and destroys everything you've built <laughs> and it's uh, like you wonder how many of uh, sets have been proposed to the team that might have been an exception like this that they're just like no because no. of the issues that we they've learned. had previously yeah, oh, we learned. I would imagine a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, you don't get that set. You can get out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, there's that. Um, we talked about the fact that I 
agree with you guys. I think the new scenery looks gorgeous. I spent a lot of time just literally running around um, looking at stuff. I spent... Why, why don't we address what, what our takes were from what we've seen? I hope everybody enjoys hearing about the card game as much as everybody complains <laughs> about it. Because we do need to kind of just touch on it, um, although this will probably not be super in-depth. So we're not going to be doing yeah, the tutorial exhausted. If you want to learn how to play, definitely go to them or somebody more skilled at explaining this than <laughs> I certainly am. Um, I wasn't completely lost messing around with it. But I really did not feel like I had a very good grasp of any type of strategy while I was playing. I was kind of mm. just poking at stuff. Um, granted, I did not give it a lot of time because I would much rather mess with that more on the live server because I wasn't going to be forming strategies and producing guides to have like on launch day. So I'm like, what the hell do I care? Like, <laughs> I just want to kind of get a gauge for myself. Um so I messed around with it a little bit. It's definitely pretty in depth. Uh, it, it seems like it will take a learning, a decent learning curve if you don't have experience in cards. I mean, both of you can let me know afterwards, like what you think compared to what I did. Uh, but yeah, I, I messed with it a little bit and kind of resigned myself after I think two games or something that I was like, okay, <laughs> good, good enough for now. Like, I don't hate it. I was just like, okay, this is something that's going to require some effort on my part to understand what the hell I'm doing. Um, and I didn't really want to do the story or any of that crap on, on, on like a test server or the PTS or any of this stuff. It's like, okay, well, that's not why I'm here. So I, I just wanted to kind of dip my fingers in and see how I felt. And it seemed fine, but it's, I'm definitely not like, oh yeah, this totally makes sense. And I got this. I don't got this. So. <laughs> um, there is... There is going to be a, I feel like, harder, like, steeper learning curve compared to some of the other modern card games like Legends, Hearthstone, even Magic the Gathering, which is considered a bit more complex, but even still feels more understandable compared to this. Because one of the main thing is you don't pre-build a deck in, in Tales of Tribute. Your deck, like a shared deck. Yeah, you have those shared decks that you purchase cards in the middle of the game, and that just increases the level of RNG. And from a UX perspective, uh, in in every other card game I played, I look at a card and I know what it does because every information is straight up like right there on the card. There's a huge text in the bottom, and you see what it does. In Tales of Tribute, you have to hover over everything. To get that information, which I think, at least in my opinion, is a bad... Because when I look at the board, I can't tell what I have, what is on the tavern, <laughs> or what, what is good. I have to hover sure. over everything individually. And I don't know if it's my ADHD or if it's the same for everybody else. I will forget half of the stuff that I just looked at <laughs> while looking at the other half. <laughs> As I'm hovering over them. So it'll be it'll take a long time to play it rap like play it in a speedy way until I can I memorize pretty much everything on the like pretty much every icon and every image rather than just look at like the map and see okay this does this this does this this does this. So that is increasing the complexity of it for me. And I, for the love of me, I never managed to actually make... How do combos work? 
Has anyone? I, have, I, I, I couldn't no get idea. the combos work during my nope. time. I no played clue. several times. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I like. I tried to. So there are combos in the game, right? Some some cards have multiple effects that they do, which are listed as like combo one, combo two, combo three, and you get different things for each of the combos. I assumed if you played uh, cards of the same pattern back to back it would count as a combo, but that didn't work. So I don't know. Maybe it was a bug, maybe it was not. I mean, in our build, there were missing images and not everything was set in stone, <laughs> right. as I mentioned yeah, in the beginning. So it may have been anything, but um, yeah. yeah the, next, the next things I'll mention after this are super not set in stone. So. <laughs> uh, in my opinion with the card game, uh, what I'm most interested in is the artwork with the cards. From the yes. artwork that I did see, it looked really great. Uh, especially for a, uh, you're going to have images of lore figures that we have never really seen before, like mm -hmm. Ogrum and also Red Eagle. We're actually yep. going to get a image for them that we haven't seen before. Uh, and then the fact that this game is played within the world of Tamriel, it you takes from the world and it makes you wonder what uh made these people want to create a game that was like this. And right. I believe that that's part of the storyline for the uh, the origins of the That's my understanding game as well. is the storyline of the card game for the PvP or the PvE portion of it. And I'm really looking forward to seeing that in action. Mm -hmm. Yep. Would definitely agree with that, uh, especially because on that point one of my favorite things about Legends was the amazing card art uh, uh, that yes. that game provided. Like, it was literally stunning in some cases. Like, <laughs> oh my god, the art in these things is gorgeous. So, like, knowing that they could do that with this is also, like, definitely, like, very, very cool. Mm -hmm. And another thing is, like, people are skeptical about the card game and how many people will be playing that and whatnot but from a community side and i don't mean as i don't mean that as the general elder scrolls online community but like uh, content creator communities or guilds and whatnot that like organizing events this will be the perfect casual event like tournaments with with prizes in game uh contests and things this is the perfect thing to organize events where people can actually focus on chatting with each other instead of just trying right. to... Because if you organize a dueling event or if you organize a PvP event or, or a PvE event, people will be focusing on trying to survive or trying to beat each other and things like that. A card right. game, one of the reasons I love card games and I like play, I used to love playing Magic the Gathering in person as well when I had the time, is the fact that like you can chat while playing the game. Yep. It's... Like, you played cards and then just the person plays the card. There is time to chat in between everything. Right. So that's, I don't know, I'll, I'm looking forward to, and I yeah. assume a lot of the people will be doing that, the yeah, community-run community tournaments and, and yep. things like that, yeah. But I gotta learn it, I don't know. It, it feels, yes. out of every it's card game I played, this feels the most complex it's going to be a learning curve yeah for <laughs> sure um okay the other thing um that i specifically was trying to just goofing around with 
um, with some of the the sets and stuff like that. We're not going to get into the nitty gritty of all these different sets and things like that. Um, but there are obviously new sets. There are new mythics, all this stuff. Um, and I was just goofing around with some of them. And one of them I specifically think sounds very interesting because I, I started with when I was joking about like, oh, you know, I'm getting into DPS. And then I was like, I found Duma Gaming's uh, thing. And then Deltia's got some and Hack the Minotaur, I believe, also has some. But these like one bar build things. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently ESO likes this too. Because there is a mythic ring, uh, the Oaken Shield ring, I believe it's called, or something like that. Um, Oaken Soul. Snap- Oaken Soul, thank you. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it, there's some there's some obviously fine-tuning to be done with what the values of everything are. But basically, it makes you a one-bar build. You're not allowed to weapon swap. Mm-hmm. But as a result <laughs> of not being able to weapon swap... It cranks all of your stats like through the stratosphere. <laughs> it looks so interesting. I, I like don't know whether like, is it enough that that's legitimately going to be like a a flex style? It's like no, nah, you can build into that for like end game stuff. I mean, you can sort of build into it for end game stuff now, mm-hmm. and that's without that massive buff. Like, I mean. I, I I didn't I used one bar to uh, do a VMA thing. I I didn't do uh, Spirit Slayer with one bar. I used both, but like at the same time, it's like I would imagine I could probably do that place with one bar. I just put a heel to the front bar instead of on the back bar with like and drop a couple other skills. It's like I probably could actually do that with one bar, and and then you know Duma and uh, Deltia as well. Deltia did VMA and uh, Vatashran uh, with one button. Yeah, yeah. On his <laughs> you literally just beat the Monvet with one button. And I'm like, dude, this is a this is a mythic design to support that playstyle, which is super new player friendly because like, oh, you don't need to have the timing of bar swapping and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But it also kind of makes it sound like it could be legit enough to actually do some hard stuff with this thing. So I, I'm fascinated by this ring, uh, and how it will land. I'm pretty sure one of the like, uh, theory crafters in our community, like names you mentioned will create a very broken build with this, like extremely broken, weird. I will one shot Akatosh himself type thing. Uh, it's, <laughs> well, I, I'm fairly certain it's going to get changed after PTS, but we'll, we'll see. Then again, I'm not, I'm not an expert. Like I don't see myself using it as a tank. So I don't know. That's, that's, yeah, no, that's where my seem... combat knowledge ends. I, I can theorize about tanking and that's it. So, you know, all we need now is just a rank that will, automatically animation cancel for you. <laughs> <laughs> now um, you're talking. <laughs> um, so the other, there, there's, again, we're not going to go into every one of these sets. These were just the <laughs> two that jumped out to me the most, and I was fascinated by them. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of videos from people in the community analyzing them. But again, nothing is set in stone yet because this is all preview and not even on PTS yet. <laughs> so it's fine tuning incoming. So these might land very different or whatever. But this one is just, it's a very interesting 
I don't know, horizontal progress set more than anything else. But also, shout out to the Hermaeus Mora reference, because there is a... Uh, let me bring up the exact stats. Mora's Whispers. Um, it's another mythic. And the bonus, it's a its a piece of light armor. I actually don't remember what it was on. I think it was, was it legs? I, don't I, I have no idea off the top of my head. Whatever. It's Mora's Whispers. Um, but it's its another mythic item. And as you know, you can only equip one mythic item. So the, the bonus comes from the one piece. Um, have either of you seen this? Did you happen to see it on, mm. on the test or anything like that? I don't remember. No, what does not. it do? Okay, so Mora's Whispers, other than being awesome because it's a nod to Hermaeus Mora, hmm. um, and play the thing that... It, this is so nerdy. Uh, it even leans into the idea of a lust for knowledge. <laughs> One item set. Gain up, uh, up to... And these are the temp values, of course. Uh, 15, 28, critical chance, and a 10% increase to inspiration, alliance oh, yeah. rank, alliance skill line, monster kill experience based on how many books of the Shalador's library, so your eidetic memory, have been collected. The current bonus, and then it just changes it based on how many mm -hmm. books you have yep. collected in your library. That's awesome and so weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, that seems like a great because we have the shared achievements and stuff like that. If you make a new character, put this on them because mm -hmm. you would basically just streamline your leveling based on what you did on maybe your main or a combination of stuff like that. It's just, I think that's a really cool twist to this is actually pretty lore based and it has mm -hmm. a really cool practical value to the game, which I think is really, really neat. Uh, so I, I just thought that one was fascinating. I don't know how much it'll be used or whatever. I just think it's really cool. And it seems like a really good thing for having like alts. Um, for, so actually, you know. I think Shalador's library is character based. So is Shalador? Yeah. Is it separate because from it, Eidetic memory? Uh, yeah, but it, it is separate. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. In, oh, that, I guess that's a little so, Because it ties to like your Mage's Guild skill line and everything, which is character specific. But... It's still it's still a great set because it it's is. I'm pretty much like out, it's pretty much like hey you spend a lot of time finding lore in the game <laughs> right. and here well catch up with everything else like right. <laughs> catch up with your crafting catch up with your PvP sure. catch up with your you know levels you are rewarded for going out and seeking out lore and I love yeah. that Interesting. I'm uh, glad you made that distinction, though, for me, because I actually did not realize it was separate from the eidetic memory. Um, so, OK, that's all right. I see what you're saying. But, yeah, it's it's definitely more of a catch up mechanic. Than, OK, all right. Still <laughs> very cool thing. But I'm glad that uh, little bit was like noted. I really like how it really goes into Hermaeus Mora's uh, sphere of influence and right. where he's going to want uh, to know all knowledge and if you have gear from him, it makes sense that it would be powered by how much knowledge you have. Right. Mm. And, and yeah, and it's exactly that's, that's very cool. And since, um, since Hermes is one of the more abstract Daedric princes, I sometimes feel like it's probably tricky to come up with ways to actually have stuff. It's like, okay, you know, more like ball, this, you know, 
power stuff or whatever you have like different things you can tie mm -hmm. in the augment finium is just like here's skill points like mm -hmm. <laughs> you just literally get smarter type of thing this is a pretty creative and different way of doing that in this which i thought was pretty neat so yeah i just i really like the hermaeus more nod from that one obviously to the surprise of no one uh <laughs> yeah it's 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 gonna be a fun it's yeah, i like that they are rewarding lore that's it. That's just like Absolutely. because in Elder Scrolls, that's what you gotta do. I mean, it's it's yeah. one of the most lore-heavy, lore-centric games or universes out there. Oh, yeah. So might as well reward that. And the the amount of people who have come to this game literally just because of the single-player games, because mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, I just want more story. It's like, okay, well, this makes you better at the rest of the game by doing the thing that you came here for. So, <laughs> so a few things i want to like point out from my experience other than the card game and like the the world is one of the concerns during the live q a was that um the the sisters are the islands archipelago uh, the <laughs> islands for me yeah uh, the islands yeah <laughs> uh, they are on the map very small compared to oh, yep. everything else. They 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 sure. look like you could run from one end to the other in like three seconds. Yep. Um, so that was one of the questions, and and Rich said that's not the case when you are in the game. They just look small on the map. And yeah, they, maps are yeah yeah they maps they scaled it. Mm, yeah, maps are deceiving, and I'm pretty sure they scaled it within the actual zone, um, which is a very nice trick in in like world creation. It actually look it, it feels massive because it it's very really vertical. They went very vertical with this one. Yep. Um yeah. so in 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 for example Somerset and in um in for example elsewhere, you see these mountains that you just it's just it acts as a separator that you have to go around. In in the main island of High Isles you can actually get up so much high and it brings you to these so beautiful views of of like waterfalls and bays and enormous castles in the in the background it's it's just so beautiful and mm -hmm. the main castle area looks so lived in as well they they i mean they always just increase their world creation quality with every zone in my opinion oh, they sure. just like learn more things added to them but the the new castle in high isles is just it's probably one of my favorite cities so far in terms of like visual aesthetic and everything like that yep. and the, those mounted that. guards I don't know why they haven't added that up until now, but the fact that either. there are actual actual mounted guards walking around makes it yep. so much better. Yeah, I, that was very cool that they put that in because it, mm -hmm. it's one of those things that I never noticed until I saw that it was there. And it's like, oh, wait, that's never been there before. <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like I never realized I missed that until I was shown that it exists. Yeah, yeah. So have you have either of you gone to the the prison island? I forgot the name of it. I, but. I have uh, Amanos Island, mm -hmm. um, and it's a great place to visit. Uh, there's not really much for you to do uh, if you're crafting or anything such as that, um, as the anemones are very small within Amanos Station. But mm -hmm. there's lots of story content there, and 
it's interesting as it's a prison island where prisoners are shipped to from all over Tamriel. And the prisoners that are there um, are processed to where they can't leave the island, otherwise they would die. And it creates a really interesting dynamic when you get to meet some of these prisoners and how they're living on this island. Mm -hmm. And they did a really good job with the rate, like reinforced the vibe as well, which I really, so when they first mentioned that they made a force, I really thought because of the performance limitations that the game had so far, I was like, okay, that's going to be like a meh forest again. But it's really like a forest this time. And I like Mm -hmm. it, it really has the vibes of a jungle, which was one of my like problems problems with Elder Scrolls Online that the jungles or forests in the game felt like just, you know, a few trees here and there type thing. Sure. This one is actually very dense and I, I love that as I, I feel like I'm gonna spend a lot of time in that specific zone just because of that. Did either of you mess with the trial at all on Aminos? Mm. I visited it, but I didn't play through it. Okay. Um, I found it interesting that the way you got onto it was a ship that was at the very northern part of the island. That's a large yep. ship that you it is <laughs> that you are go to to enter the trial, but I didn't actually get to experience any of the actual trial. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't either. Um, I didn't I didn't really feel like doing it super shorthanded or anything like that because I feel like I like doing these things pretty clueless going into them. So I didn't really want to ruin the experience by like messing around with it, but then also doing it with like four people or something <laughs> like that. It's like no, I want to do this with like a full team of twelve of us going in. So I I kind of intentionally just stayed away from it. Yeah, unfortunately, this time around, I had, like, a lot going on and ended up not being able to play as much as I did previous times. Yep. So I, I got to, like, explore and mess around with it a lot less. But yeah. still, like, from the very limited time that I've spent in it, it's just... I don't know. It's a gorgeous zone, and the the yep. storyline so far, um, from everything explained, because I didn't touch any quests or anything like that there was actually i think a member of the like italian community that pretty much finished i think the storyline he he just went full at it um but i i don't know the idea of touching back finally after eight years at three banners war is great and i'm really curious about where they are gonna take that like are they going to just end the quest line with Oh yeah, you know, we attempted to finish the Three Banners War, but failed, whatever. Or are they going to continue expanding on that? And do they have any plans towards the Three Banner War storyline affecting how Cyrodiil works at some point? Like, maybe Uh, it would be drastic, but like, hey, Three Banners War is ended, Cyrodiil War is shut down, but here's a different, like, Cyrodiil type gameplay war thing. I don't know. But like if that storyline would ever affect the PvP side of the game, that's what I'm really curious about. Uh, I would love it if they did it to where they end the Three Banner War and you begin rebuilding Cyrodiil uh, to where not so much uh, taking away the Cyrodiil from the PvPers, but more as in another instance of Cyrodiil that takes place after the war 
that's a PVE zone. I because I know that. lots of people that would love to experience Cerudo, but don't because they're afraid of PVP. Mm-hmm. Or, and it has a lot of, uh, they could even just map over what they already have and build upon it instead of having to work a zone from the beginning. I, w- I, I would love to have a separate instance of Cyrodiil where it is expanding that storyline. That would be that would be so good. Okay, now I'm expecting this in the future of ESO. You just gave me something to like hype in ESO uh, uh. that <laughs> we don't even know if it if it would ever like be a thing or not. <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, but other, yeah. Otherwise, uh, I going back to High Owl. I yeah. didn't really get to experience any of the stories either because I wanted to try to not spoil myself. Mm-hmm. And totally hear that. It's a hard, uh, it's hard to be able to balance spoiling a story while also trying to create an article for it. Uh, so <laughs> best way I thought of doing it was barely touch upon each of the stories, but don't actually complete anything so that if I spoil something, it's accidental and not intentional. Gotcha. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like I didn't play it. How would I have known that that was coming up next? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, so I'm trying to think of anything else that I did in the. Yeah, I, mean, I, I mainly say, focused on the card game thing. I, I messed with the card game, and mine was really just a lot of exploring. Um, I was somewhat mm-hmm. limited on on my time, as I had talked to you about uh, prior yeah. to arc, as I ran into a very peculiar. Uh, technical difficulty that prevented me from getting on for a few days, which mm-hmm. sucked. But uh, I, you know, they managed to help out and get it fixed, so I got to mess around with it somewhat. <laughs> uh, but I, I, you know, I probably would have. I don't know. Had I been able to do, I, I don't know though, because it is still kind of spoil the trial. I was going to say maybe I would have tried to get a team to go in for the trial type of deal, but I'm not entirely sure. I I could <laughs> say that I would have done that just because it's like, well, it's not it's not done, and I'd rather see it done than to see it like in progress of mm-hmm. being done type of deal. <laughs> I did hear from some of the other people in the community because I've been watching other people's videos. I did hear that it's a lot of fun though and pretty creative. Um, so like that's, that's good to know. All I've seen about the trial is Nephes's amazing drawing of it. Oh the, my the God. Scribble. Yeah. <laughs> His drawing is priceless. Amazing. Um, but yeah, I guess any other points of note that anybody has specifically from the thing? Uh, what about, uh, where do you think we're going to go for the fourth quarter, uh, DLC? That, uh, that's a good very question. good question. Uh, I actually have a theory but i want to hear your theories first so all right so this this will be pretty quick because i don't have a super big theory um because i've actually been very curious as the sister isles like they're over there and i know that they've been saying the map's a little suspect on like (laughs) what you you, what you what you see for real and then what you experience in game but for the most part I've been very curious if there's supposed to be some type of lead as again, I'm totally clueless to the story itself other than the little bit of the prep. I actually haven't even done the prologue yet, so I don't even have the context Mm -hmm. of that really. It's just the two dungeons. Um, So storyline wise, I have nothing that can direct me toward anything. I was curious because I've 
been very interested with the island approach, how stuff is going to go around. I was almost wondering if it's going to be travel to yet another island or something like that around the region. Uh, but that was really more just based on what we've been given so far, more than any type of concrete speculation of like, oh, yeah, this happened. So clearly we're going to go here next. Yeah, I got nothing on that. It's mainly just like, OK, so we got some islands. There's potential for more islands. <laughs> like, <laughs> Is there anything to the left, like west of the islands? Uh, there are several things yep. that are west. You have mm -hmm. Yakuta, you have Thrash, which is where the slowed homeland. Uh, oh. You also have a small island on the Red Guard map, but I forgot the name of it, but it's more to the northwest. Yeah, it's a little above it. So I'm Yokuda. looking at like a map above me. That's why I'm not for anybody on the live stream. I'm not going insane. I'm actually looking at a map that's above me on the wall in front uh, of me. That's it. now as Yokuda was the Red Guard. Red Guard Island, Island right? that yeah, yep. so where they are homeland of the Red Guards. Yep. I would love to go there. <laughs> I think a lot of people I mean would. I have a lot no of idea, but yeah, a lot of people were all about like, oh, we're going to Yakuta. I was like, let's rain it in a little bit here. Like, yeah. that, that. <laughs> I go nuts, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. So I'm very curious. What, what are you thinking, Benefactor? So what I'm thinking is that within the history of the Sistress Island books, the seven-volume series, uh, there is mention of a couple of other islands that we don't really get to visit. There's Yephalon, okay. which is where a certain uh, Druid clan that is really reclusive lives. Okay, and, that's and the they've made some references circle. to stuff about Drew. Okay, all right. I like. And then the second one is going to be Galen. Uh, Galen is an island that is associated with the Bretons, uh, the Druids of Galen uh, mm -hmm. from Arena. Mm -hmm. Sure. And in the book, it mentions that there is an island called Galen. And then there was a second book that I found about one of the uh, houses, uh, House Mornard, I believe it was. Okay. Uh, they're one of the main factions that used to rule over the Sistress Islands, and they their base of operations has moved to the island of Galen. Oh. So I think it's a really strong possibility that, right. that might be where we're heading next. That would be yeah, very cool. Yet an, right, and, and yet another tie-in back all the way to arena stuff, which they've been enjoying doing for... I don't know, lore nerds like us who have any context for some of the older games. But no, I, I, I like that. That that would actually be very cool. Because like, again, that's just like where I was just like, I don't know, speculation wise on island things. It's like you've actually got some concrete examples on why it might actually be like some of the other islands in the region. So I like that. That would be awesome. Yeah. Also, who are druids in, in ESO? Because when I... Up until now, I had never heard about the Druids in, in Elder Scrolls. It just never, like, came in front of me. And when I think of Druids, I think of Druids in terms of, like, Dragonlance or D&D or Forgotten Realms, which are, you know, the dudes that can turn into, like, the animals and stuff like that. But I don't think shape-shifting is a thing in ESO, so... <laughs> well, other than werewolves and vampires, but... Yeah, well, you've got the Bosmer, too. That's true. Wait, Bo Bosmer can shapeshift? It's yes, with the wild yeah. hunt. Yeah, the wild hunt. Um, oh, it's heck. also yeah, I, I was gonna say, no, yeah, it, to it totally is. Uh it's it's kind of frowned upon because it's it's not you're basically rejecting your 
solidified form and going back to like the free form version but i mean they have the potential to do it it's just one of those things that's considered kind of a no-no especially if you're a follower of the green pact and stuff it's like all right let's not be shape-shifting that's why the the um the wild hunt is kind of like a oh shit we're doomed last resort type of deal (laughs) it's kind of like the panic button because yeah, that well also they have like no control over it and it does irreparable damage to everything. <laughs> but Wild Hunt's interesting as well because it's where a lot of creatures, it's where new creatures are born from mm-hmm. because it shapes them into new uh new forms and yep. then uh they all end up killing each other in the end and then one is left. So you have a yep. new creature and you might have these individual creatures out there that were born from this wild hunt. Yep. Oh, I it's had no weird, idea. freaky stuff. The wild hunt. Oh man. I, you know what? This is a note for Lorecast. Uh, I was going to jab it I'm going to have to, we're going to have to do a wild hunt yeah. episode. Wild hunt uh, is very cool. Going back to uh, the difference between our, uh, where the druids come from. They came from the original Bretons when they found Yifre. Uh, Yifre is the God that they worship. Yifre and his earth bones is what they worship. Mm -hmm. And they druids were chased out of high rock uh, around the time the Drenny ruled high rock. Uh, And so they left high rock and went to the, uh, the Sistress archipelago. And then they terraformed these islands into their own uh, image that they wanted it to be all except for one, which was Amino's Island. And I'm not sure why they didn't. Uh, but they're different from other types of nature uh, Bretons that we've seen in the past, such as the weird. The weird are mm-hmm. uh, covens that are made up of just females. And the druids, on the other hand, they incorporate other races. Uh, you'll find high elves within the stone, oh. stone lore circle that have joined them. You'll also see that there have been uh, men that join it. It's not just a woman dominated field uh, to where they're more welcoming of others and teaching others about the true way, which is what they believe uh, to honor nature. Okay. And that's okay. compared to like the reach men on the other hand, to where they manipulate nature to their own will and are more corrupting of nature compared to the weirds or the druids. But they all seem to have a common origin. That, that is, is a oh, substantially nice. better answer than much more concise than I could have given. <laughs> like, yeah, all right. That was a great explanation, actually, of the differences between those. Um, I've I've yeah. never been much interested in Bretons. Uh but I feel like after this chapter and getting like more in detail to their lore and everything like that. The, I don't know. I, I, I feel like my views on Breton are about to change heavily. I mean, don't get me wrong. The, the running joke is that Bretons are boring type of thing. That's long mm. been a thing. Um, and and I, I even joked when Nephis and Skinny Cheeks were on, when Nephis was like, name me something interesting about Breton. And I said, from in-game, they have decent spell resistance. Because honestly, in-game, there's not a lot of practical stuff from them but if you look at their history because i i i do joke that like i think their past is very fascinating just like their creation so to speak but it is super messed up like Mm. it's totally like like very cringy concubine stuff and just like okay well this is a race that was bred like 
it very very screwed up backstory but it it's a neat backstory and it, but like some of this druidic stuff it'd be cool if they put some of this into the game like a little more because then it would provide some interesting lore and use in game in a practical version um more more than just kind of like yeah you can read about why they're cool also i really enjoy that you're being attacked by a khajiit (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah so so that that's just it and i think that might be the focus of this chapter is to kind of flesh out their current day interests so people know that there's more to them other than they get uh to cast spells cheaper and they have spell resistance I mean, that's another thing. I wonder if there's going to be a... I mean, it, it's actually coming to PTS on Monday, but I wonder yep. if there's going to be a change in Breton racial passives with this, like an overhaul of their oh, that'd be weird. usability with this chapter. They make real good I, healers. I would expect that if that was the case, we'd probably have heard about it by now. Yeah, you'd think that so. That is also true. Yeah. I, I mean... that what they have is also pretty consistent. I mean, like all the games, and that's why I was like in game. If you're just looking at it, like a gameplay perspective, they're not, it's just like generic human character, even though they're not even entirely human, (laughs) but like from a gameplay design standpoint, it's like, yep, they have some magical affinity and they're generic human thing. Mm. And it's like, okay, well they're, they're magically, inclined because they're not entirely human even though they look very humanish because some of their earlier designs also were much more alien or um what do you call it elven like if you look at some of the old breton concept art i'm sure benefactor knows what i'm talking about (laughs) where their fingers are like elongated their ears are definitely much more like stretch they definitely had a more bizarre like aesthetic to them and they've kind of been humanized more and more as the series has gone on they're really really humany in in eso Mm -hmm. Uh, one thing i would say about bretons that they do better than any other race is that they're really good about dealing in politics yeah that is Um, (laughs) and i have to say that considering the political implications of this chapter it's a brush a breath of fresh air compared to the world ending threats that we've been dealing with year after year i think Um, yeah and it's great not to have farther escalation to where before we know it we're going to be uh probably fighting numidium next or something (laughs) instead instead, we're actually dealing with uh issues that we might even find in our real world right Mm -hmm. um i i actually completely agree i do really enjoy a lot of the crazy over-the-top bombastic world-ending events and stuff like that but it's like when people are at this point like getting things like god slayer because you've killed gods in terms (laughs) of like i'm controlling dragons it's kind of hard to outdo yourself every expansion without (laughs) having a couple to like rein it in a little bit it's like we're throat punching daedric princes and stuff like that it's like okay like everything conceivable can't be the end of the world type of deal Mm -hmm. um and it was one of the things that i thought rothgar or sinium did so well it was a politically based story instead about that whole region and it was awesome so like Mm -hmm. i definitely being that i think is one of the strongest chapters chapter zero if you want to whatever it's a chapter before they were chapter three (laughs) yeah um I think that was one of the strongest. I kind of have high hopes for the story mimicking something along those lines. Um, 
type of thing because you know mm-hmm. not everything needs to be the most bombastic end of the world to be interesting <laughs> yeah i'm I, I don't know i'm i didn't do any of the blackwood storyline like that this past year i legit I didn't do a single story quest in elder scrolls online and i i love oblivion and i love dagon but i don't know it just didn't reel me in so, i've been excited about this one like so, i'm i'm looking forward to doing the story on this one one thing I will just say is, because um, I, I don't think you're alone in that, and they've had hit or miss with some of their mainline stories, because a lot of them, are, for a while, it's been world-ending event, world-ending event, world-ending mm-hmm. event, and people are having world-ending event fatigue because they're like, look, the world's not going to end. You tried it <laughs> five times. Like, it's, we win. Like, uh, But Blackwood, I thought, was good, but it was a good prepper. I really enjoyed the Deadlands because they got weird with Deadlands. Hmm. And when Deadlands ended, um, the tie-in made Blackwood worth it. But Blackwood, I can understand why people didn't get super invested in. I liked it quite a bit. Um, But I can see why people didn't really get hooked. I loved Deadlands. And then they do the epilogue where if you complete both the uh zone expansion and the chapter you get a an extra storyline and it's how the season ends or how the year-long story ends and i thought that was awesome with uh the gates of oblivion like Mm -hmm. i really really enjoyed the way that ended um but you know i i've heard that quite a bit about blackwood and i heard it quite a bit about graymore as well where people just didn't get hooked but weirdly Mm -hmm. enough it seems like with that season too I really, I, it was the, the final DLC expansion that pulled it all together for me more than the actual chapter itself, which is kind of (laughs) weird. Yeah. The thing is though, like with, with the world ending events, we know from the beginning what's going to happen at the end. The world's not going to end, but with, with High Isle, with the storylines concept being, there's a group of people who are trying to end the Three Banners War, which are the good guys. And there's a group of people who are trying to sabotage that endeavor, which are the bad guys. So if we assume that, as usual, the good guys will win at the end of the storyline, that means Three Banners War ends, and just through like very simple assumption, and then what happens to Cyrodiil? So then you assume... <laughs> right. Okay, it, at the end of the storyline, the Three Banners War somehow should not end. Whatever these peace talks are should not come to a conclusion, which means the bad guys win. But <laughs> right. we know Elder Scrolls Online's writing is not going to be that simple. So yeah. that's what's driving me for this quest line. I am yep. legit curious about what's going to happen because either way doesn't make sense. Yeah, how so are they going to tie what this What the together? twist is wouldn't going to be. be? Wouldn't that be a real big twist if we end up losing at the end? And right, I would win. love that. Yeah. I I love misdirections <laughs> like, like that. Imagine if they did something so amazing, like all the Alliance leaders died or something like that. Yeah, it's totally out of left field. That would be just completely flipping the, the script on what they've done previously. Mm-hmm. Yes, 
and also why I'm still waiting for the long play of Meridia being the yes. behind-the-scenes villain to finally come to fruition one day. And it's oh, like, no. oh, we've, we've been betrayed. It, it would just be such a cool thing. And I think unless you looked for this stuff, most people would be super caught off guard by that. Now, mm-hmm. We talk about it a bunch, so we probably wouldn't, but we pick <laughs> this stuff. So it's like, I think it would make sense that that happened. But like so many people would just be like, wait, what? I thought she was on our team. Like, what's going on? It's like that. Ah, so much potential. And they do do stuff like that sometimes. They haven't really capitalized too much on it in ESO yet with the complete misdirection of like a main story. But yeah, I, I think they have potential and this could be one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do feel like they're held back a little bit by them wanting to say that any chapter can happen in any order. There's also that. Uh, yeah. And I feel like that holds them back on being able to tell a story that continues on from previous stories. Sure. Uh, that very true. And when you get characters you don't uh, that have appeared previously, you don't feel like they're in as much danger because right. of that. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, that's a, that's a valid point yeah but um, i don't know i'm 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 excited i'm excited i'm looking forward to learning the like i'm definitely gonna download the pts and try to learn the game at its like complete stage because again when we played it still a lot of parts were missing uh mess it about mess about with it on pts uh maybe actually stream here on this channel so i can get this affiliate thing going as well um but yeah I'm I'm looking forward to being ready for it on on the on the live servers because again that's like that's the perfect chill community evening you know you just launch right. up a stream and be like okay well, let's just do card game pvp stuff um or just open up open it up at work I mean I can't do dungeons at work I can't do trials at work you can but cards. I can do a card game at work because it doesn't right. take super attention um, and it's not like super real time, so um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. That's. Do we have anything else to add? Does anybody can think it of for anything? me? That seemed yeah. about as conclusive as I would figure. <laughs> yeah. Um, in that case, that brings us to the end of the show. Um, so. I want to just do, I toss it in the notes late because I actually forgot. I want to just shout this out uh, right before we do the closing. Um, As a request from a friend of the show, uh, Deltia. So it's not happening just yet. Uh, So Deltia shot this over to me and I, it's another awesome cause uh, that I think is, is as we do with my extra life and stuff like that. Uh, I always like when people use gaming for really good things, uh, mm. especially those in need and everything like that. Um, currently, right now, there are a ton of streamers available for it. Uh, there's the Playing for Joey's with the Make a, Li- Make a Wish Foundation in Australia. Um, so that's currently going on with a ton of ESO streamers. Maddie Gone, uh, Cynical, Al- Cynical <laughs> Alchemist, um, uh, Daku lots of people involved. Those are just a few, uh, but definitely check it out. It's, it's all over Twitter and everything like that. If you have that social media, it's a great thing. This, this one is on the horizon. And as you know, Deltia has been a host on the show as well as joining us and is all around just, you know, a a great dude. I wanted to try to do what we could to help him out. Um, so 
Deltia has done this for a while ago, uh, for a while now. And actually, shortly after his return, this was his first like 24 hour marathon, I believe, was for the Fisher House. Um, but he is doing a charity live stream for the Fisher, Fisher House uh, on the week of April 25th, I believe it is. Yes, April 25th. Uh, we can put a link. I'll give you the link, Ark, so we can put it in the description for people so they can click mm -hmm. on it. Um, it's through Tiltify if you want. It's it's it, So it's, you know, verifiable. You don't have to worry about anything sketchy. I mm -hmm. always like to make sure that everything's nice and transparent for people so people can feel comfortable supporting these things. Um, but the Fisher House is sort of like a Ronald McDonald house, and it offers families uh, of military members a place to stay at no cost uh, while they provide support for their friends and loved ones. And there's actually one in his hometown um, of Nebraska. So it's something that he's very passionate about. He's going to be doing um, a whole bunch of streams on it. I assume he'll have more details to come. He can explain himself. Delty is gaming. I mean, he's all over the place in the community <laughs> as well as elsewhere. So it's easy to find it, but we'll give you the link to it. But this is just our first kind of like, hey, give it a look. Even if you can't donate monetarily, uh, I've always said when it comes to stuff like this, just having people hang out with you and filling a room with with people mm -hmm. that are watching or whatever it pushes you up the algorithm for these things so more people can come in and then the potential that somebody is able to donate is higher so that's why mm -hmm. even just leaving a tab up is super useful for this stuff but yeah check out uh Delta's gaming as he's going to be doing that uh upcoming i think that we're going to have one more show before then but just for the sake of if anything were to ever happen i really wanted to make sure that mm -hmm. this got shouted out as mm -hmm. early as possible so people can be aware of it so you said on 25th, right? I believe it is April 25th is what it is. Um, yeah, we are going to have the next episode just before that. And I'll try okay. to get it out before it happens. So we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll do our best. Exactly. And it's <clears> at least you've got this one where there's plenty of days in between and we can always shout it out again next week. But, mm -hmm. you know, um, yep, it's just a, it's another great cause from people in the community. So yeah um also before we do the outro i had said in chat that i was gonna answer something so pronan i mean we talked about this at the very beginning but um so pronan uh, while we were discussing high isle in general asked um, my only issue is that there is no skill line or class being added because they said they couldn't do more like that because of the limitations of last gen but they can add in an in-depth card game like this it doesn't make sense um, as I try to sort of like explain from my uh, technical experience as a as a developer, I don't know if it's the same one as my speculation, but a card game can run like this card game could very well be running completely separately from the entire system. So yes, yep. they could be limited um, on adding uh, what's his name on class or skill lines and they could still add a card game like this because it would be like those two systems could not at all be touching each other uh or connected to each other so yes it, it is possible that um that's the case um and yeah that brings us to the end of the show um benefactor where can people find you and everything you do 
Uh, so you can find me on the Imperial Library site. Uh, you can also be able to find me on Twitter. I am TES Benefactor. Uh, I'm also on many different discords, UESP uh, Discord. I'm on any kind of Elder Scrolls Discord. You'll probably find me underneath the name Benefactor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's most of the ways you can find me. All right. Well, we really appreciate you coming on. This was great. And honestly, yes. I've I've learned stuff. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll happen when you talk to Benefactor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so well, I'm really glad you could come back and join us again. Anytime. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, well, we'll definitely get you on more because I need to get my lore on more. <laughs> um... But yeah, definitely check out the Imperial Library. It is one of the greatest collections of uh, Elder Scrolls lore and the books in the game. And and like, if it's written, it's there pretty much type thing. Yeah, pretty much. And... If it's written anywhere, it's probably mm -hmm. there. <laughs> um, and as for us, you can follow everything we do over at talesoftarmrealpodcast.com. There you can find links to all of our social media and our content. Be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash UESP if you want to help support the show and earn awesome Elder Scrolls-themed rewards. You can also consider leaving us a five-star review on iTunes so people know that we are a real podcast, that we say real words, and sometimes it matters. Thank you all so much for joining us on this episode of Tales of Tamriel, and we will see you all next week. Have a great night, everybody. When Akatosh slew Lorcan, he ripped his heart right out. He hurled it across Tamriel, and the heart was heard to shout. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the The laughing heart sprayed blood afar, a gout on seer it fell. And like a dart shot to its mark, down in an alien well. Magic effused the Lorcan blood to crystal red and strong. Then wild elves cut and polished it down to chimel at a ball. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. When elves lost Nern to men, Akatosh gave the stone to Saint Alesh in token of her right to sit the throne. Red diamond, red diamond, the heart and soul of men. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end. Red diamond, red diamond, protect us till the end.